Welcome back to Jack's Corner, where I discuss issues on society and culture here in America. Hello everyone, welcome back to Jack's Corner. This is my corner, and today we're going to talk about can exes be friends or foes? And that was a topic that was brought up by my ex. We were together for seven years. I'm talking about my ex, Annie, and she's here with me today to talk about this subject. Hi everybody. So, um, how was your drive? It was good. There was a little bit of traffic, but not too bad. Okay. And I know you got another car. You got a little car. I looked at your car and I thought, that thing must be a gas saver. And you told me you get, what is it, 400 miles to your tank? Yes. That's a lot. That's good. That's real good. On on the other hand, to fill up our gas tank, it's like a hundred bucks because gas down here is four sixty five a gallon for ninety one octane, and then you're paying for your eighty nine octane, like three eighty five a gallon, something like that. But I put the good stuff in there, so yeah. So yeah, gas prices suck. Okay, um, so we were together for quite some time. Yeah, almost eight years. Wow. We started dating back in 2008. I think it was February. Yes. And then we split up on Valentine's Day of 2015. And then we were kind of remained friends since then. It's now June 25th, 2021. And here we are. Yeah, it's been off and on, but it's, it's good now. So let's see, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21... We've been broken up for six years? Yeah. Wow, time flew. It did. I know the kids are all grown up now. Ryan's in the military. Matthew's going to college. Yes. Nicole's living out of state. Everybody's doing their own thing. Yeah, and I have grandchildren. I have two grandsons. Yeah, that's right. Both the boys are dads now, both Matthew and Ryan. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Being a grandma's great. Oh, well... I never had kids, so I uh, I had to have a hysterectomy when I was younger, so I'll never experience the feeling of being a grandmother, but I can imagine it feels feels really good. No, you were a grandmother because when Reese's had babies, grandbabies. Well, that's right, when the puppies, well, in a way I was, and I kind of see my pets as my children. I love them so much, you know, Annie got to meet the cats, the little kittens today, and what do you think of the kitties? They're really pretty. They're really pretty. One of them kind of got me. Like, I guess it was my initiation. But it's Yeah, okay. it, it was Akiro. Akiro. I put Akiro on her lap, and he was like, I don't know you. Yikes. So that's what happened with that. But, um, yeah, so we've been able to stay friends because here you are. You just took a trip from Bakersfield down to L.A. so we can get caught up we haven't seen each other you know i've been in this depressed funk for some time and it's very uplifting to see someone that's been such a big part of my life for like the last what now 11 years but i knew you back in 2004 we were friends so my history with you goes far back it goes actually since 2004 we're at 2021 yeah because we used to work together and that's how we met that's right, we did. So so I've known you for let's see a long time. 13, 14. 
17 years. Wow. Yeah. Really? Yes. That's that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Time flies. I've known you for a long time, Annie. <laughs> wow. That's a mind blower right there. So how can exes stay friends? I think part of like with me and Annie, when we first broke up, we couldn't be friends. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember. I would drink. It was bad. I would get into arguments with you. It was bad. Oh, my God. It was terrible. And, and I'm not perfect either. I mean, I said I did some things, too. So it's not it's not all Jackie. Yeah. And this podcast isn't about blaming anybody. And we're not going to get into the blame game, that kind of stuff, you know, because we're beyond that. We're mature. We're beyond that. We're good friends now. And uh, we keep in touch with each other occasionally. We're not blowing each other's phone every day, but we do talk to each other occasionally. And that's really nice, Annie. I appreciate that because sometimes it's sometimes when I hear your voice and we're good, it helps me reason a little bit better because you're part of my past. You're such a big part of my past, knowing, having known each other for 17 years that, you know, it helps ground me sometimes when I'm not all mentally there. You know, sometimes you just whip a few words out and it helps it helps calm me down, that anxiety that I get when I'm just freaking out over little things or big things. I don't, you know, I used to dive into the news and conspiracy theories and I'd lose my mind over it, I think. And I tried to get into activism. I couldn't dedicate the time that requires. So it really put a damper on our relationship. Do you remember those times? Yes, I remember. Yeah, but you know, when you... Now, when you talk to me or you call me and you're having like a tough day, like you're saying, like, I know what to say because I know you and I know your feelings and how you're feeling. So sometimes I know what to say to make you laugh or make you feel better because I know you that way. It's like there's this person, well, two people, us walking around the earth that we know all these things about each other. Do we want to lose that connection? Do you want someone knowing all your most intimate secrets and knowing every little detail about you? I don't want that. I don't want to lose that connection. You don't either. So, Yeah, that's true. And that's right. Um, and for the Contreras bunch out there that's listening to this podcast. What's up, you guys? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I love you all so much. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, so yes, Annie and I are still friends. Uh, we've had our tough times and sometimes it's difficult to put things in the past, but being that it's when you're in a relationship, I, f I felt that cause I've for the most part felt like a loner. I had a couple friends, but I didn't consider them really good friends because you know, um, well, Annie knows why. We had mutual friends, which we both are friends with none of them now. And there were people that would put in their two cents and help influence decisions, I think, when it came to our relationship. And I just lost respect for any any of those friends that were around in the picture back when we were together. So, um, but yeah, it, it was a... It was eye-opening too, to to 
take on life on my own. I think a part of it was because I was like a parent and I had to focus a lot on the kids. And I think that a lot of that you felt kind of like in the dark because you've never been with a woman that had kids. Yeah. And I tried to as best I could. You know, you had a special bond with the boys. And I think at times you felt like you were a parent too. And you were. Yeah. And then, you know, we started, they grew up. Yeah, I love the kids. Of course. And it's so weird because they're not kids anymore, you know. I was around when they were little. Yeah, we used to do a lot of stuff with them when they were little. We did everything together. Everything we could do together, we did everything together. We took road trips together. Went to the beach, went to Santa Barbara, went to went to Santa Barbara on the 4th of July with Jackie's amazing family. <laughs> Watched the fireworks from the beach and that was like the best day I ever had. Yeah, that was a very cool day. So many people there too. Beautiful. Good memories. And that's what we hold on to. That's what I hold on to is the good memories. It it It's just a waste of time and a waste of energy to hold on to any negativity because in the end, it comes down to basically love, unconditional love, love and respect. You have to have that. It's You have to have that if you're going to continue building any kind of relationship, especially mutual respect, I think. And communication, too. Like, if you're feeling something and, you know, you need to tell your partner, like, hey, I'm feeling this way. Like, can you kind of help me through it? You know, maybe you could you could talk about it or what can we do to fix it because I'm feeling down or I'm feeling neglected. And one thing that's really important for those of you out there that have, you know, a partner or husband or wife, don't let your friends get in the middle of your relationship. That's a big, big thing, a big problem we had, like Jackie said. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, and I wasn't, I wasn't all that innocent, innocent, you know, I got involved with math and that really took it. Things just took a turn for the worse after that. And it took me a couple a couple years to get sober, but I did. And, uh, you know, it's just one of those things that I had to live through and learn, learn a lot, learned a lot about myself. As a matter of fact, you know, I figured out that, um, I'm not as social as I am on social media. I'm pretty much reserved. I like to stay to myself and keep my comments to myself nowadays. You know, such a turn that I took. I remember before when we were together, I was always on the computer. You couldn't get me off of the computer. Remember? Yeah, I remember. God, I, I wasted so much time. It's almost like when looking back, I felt like... um like life was passing me by, like life literally passed me by and I stopped paying attention to you and the kids. And I just got so wrapped up in, in the activism and ended up leaving home a couple times, went to stay in LA for a protest, went to another protest out of state and left just up and left you and the kids. And, and I was in my own little world, you know, this was pre-meth, pre-meth, so, and then things just kind of took a turn for the worse after a while. I was working, I continued working while I was using meth, and I started hanging around the wrong people, and, you know, that's how that habit continued for a couple years, 
um, until I finally got clean moving down here. I got clean and of course I got on, I got the mental health help that I needed because back when we were together, there was a time when I went through some kind of psychosis where I was hearing things, I was seeing things. Um, I remember one time leaving, walking on foot, trying to walk to a, uh, a psych ward to check myself in cause I was hearing things and I felt I was being followed and, I was going to take off with some stranger that I met at a motel and you were, you and Marissa showed up and you were like, no, (laughs) what are you doing? I remember that day. Yeah. You need to come home, you know, and even Marissa was like, Jackie, you need to go home. And you guys put me in the car and I ended up going back home. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. So, you know, and what's sad, Annie, is that paranoia that I have I take meds for it. I have what they call schizoaffective disorder. And I go through my depression modes and all, but this paranoia that I have, I have bad dreams about it. I had a nightmare a couple of days ago about this paranoia that I have where I feel like everyone's after me and I feel like life is a show and your main purpose in life is to survive and not be part of the evening news. Wow, that's pretty scary. Yeah, and that's how I feel about life. And and that's that's the dream that I had, the nightmare that I had two days ago. I was trying to survive this intense dream where everywhere you went, you know, there was like one or two people involved in this network, and their main focus is to take you out. And when they take you out, they get the privilege of taking down all your social media too. I think you're pretty safe here. Yeah, you've got a safe home and, you know, you've got Veronica and she's amazing. So I think that I don't think anything's going to happen to you here. No, I feel safe here, believe it or not. It's when I'm out and about that I even just I even sometimes when I go to the corner store or if I have to make a run to the market, sometimes I'll just feel anxious about it. And I'll ask her, will you please come with me? Even if it's just to get a couple things, a couple items, she'll go with me because she knows that I get this paranoia that kicks in and I don't want to be by myself when I go to certain places. No, I get that because I'm like that too. I don't like going places by myself, especially with everything that's gone on in the past year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. There's people out there. They're, they're sick, twisted minded and they just don't, they don't care about people as much as they did. So it's it's not safe out in public anymore. It's always good to go with someone. Yeah. I know. And you took this trip all by yourself. I know, I'm proud of myself. I did good. I got the LA traffic. But she got bit by a spider before she got in the car, when she got in the car to come down here on her arm. So. Yeah, but it's cold. Jackie hooked me up with some ice, and Veronica did. So. Yeah. So it's like. patched me up. I'm good. Great. Um, so when you're friends, and when you're friends with an ex, it's different than when you're foes with an ex in a sense that I think, I don't know, but I think the fact that Annie and I have a, have a past before we got together, we had this solid friendship. I think that has made it possible for us to become friends and to stay friends because usually when exes, 
don't have a past and they just jump into a relationship together, which is in the case with some of my exes that I didn't know prior to the relationship, I'm not friends with any of them. Really? Yeah. Wow. I mean, I communicate every now and then to with one person, and that's Stephanie, and you know who Stephanie is. But it's one of those things where it's like, I'm alive. How are you? You know? Wow. Yeah, she's, she, as far as I know, she's still alive. Yeah. Wow, I don't know what to say to that. Yeah. But... But you're right. I mean, we did have a really good friendship before. I mean, you had a crazy life before we got together. I mean, you were with Tanya for how many years when I met you? Four. The four-year mark, every four years, Jackie gets an itch in her relationship. Like, can I be with this person for another four years? I don't know. So I met her when she was with Tanya, and they had some crazy stuff go on. And then we just stayed friends up until our breakup. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, we weren't friends immediately after our breakup. That kind of took time because there were times when we tried to talk and we wouldn't get anywhere. We wouldn't get anywhere. We wouldn't get past one blaming the other, and we just wouldn't go nowhere. We'd end up in circles, and we'd let a couple months go by, and we'd get in touch with each other again, and the conversation was better. Uh, there was more peace between us and just over time it just kind of became this this awesome mutual understanding that we have and and mutual ap- appreciation that we have for each other yeah. Ver- veronica likes to mention the mutual admiration society if she could live in a society where there was mutual admiration she says it'd be it'd be it'd be wonderful life would be great Sounds nice. Yeah, sounds nice. Almost like a utopian world. But, um, so yeah, and also, I think also friends too, like friends, mutual friends, when there's mutual friends involved in relationships and they become opinionated, I think that that kind of makes somewhat of an, an impact on the relationship itself, depending on who they're talking to. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you. Yeah, because they always take one side. Well, this person's doing this, so you need to just do this. And they start to dictate what you should do in your relationship, especially if their relationship isn't stable. I mean, they really don't have a say, and that's what people do. They're not happy, so they want to make everybody miserable. You have to have friendships with people who respect your relationship, respect both of you, and are both you know, open-minded to, like, hey, I'll listen to you, but I'm not going to go back and repeat what you said to your partner because it's just going to make, like, this whole circle of chaos. Right. Right, pretty much. That sums it up. Yeah. Um, I shut down, too, Annie. I think that towards the end, I really shut down on you and the kids. I stopped communicating, and I just became angry. You did, and I, I know you had a lot on your plate, you know, I mean, you were, you know, your mind wasn't in the right place, there was no, there was no getting you to focus on family, there, that just wasn't happening, and I really didn't know what to do about it, yeah, I just kind of let you do what you were doing, because I didn't know how to react to it, I didn't know how to help you, I think you needed more help 
at the time that I could give you. And I felt bad because I couldn't help you. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't help myself for, for a minute there, you know. I just knew that I had to be responsible with the dogs, which, you know, I got to keep. And um, with work, I made sure I took care of those those top priorities and I was good to go, you know? Yeah. But on my days off, I was tweaking, sadly, you know? And it took just really really kind of looking at things from a closer lens through Stephanie because Stephanie is a heroin addict, you know, and, and just through meeting her and getting involved with her was how I was first exposed to heroin. And I shot up during, during the whole time I, I knew Stephanie, I shot up heroin twice. And luckily for me, I never, I, that was a high, I just couldn't enjoy and I didn't understand and it's sad to see people get so hooked on it to where they can't survive and they have to resort to crime to supply their need. And that's the life that I saw through Stephanie, you know, stealing from each other, selling what you could, going out to hustle, doing God knows what to get your money so you can get your fix. I mean, I saw these things pretty continuously through Stephanie and her group of friends and, uh, yeah, yeah, no, uh, there's nothing about that life that I miss, I'll tell you that right now. Absolutely nothing. I mean, just the thought of smoking meth is pretty, pretty gross. Like, the taste of it, it's disgusting now to even think about it. Blech. I'm really glad and proud of you that you quit and you stopped doing all that. Yeah. Addiction is no joke. I <laughs> was addicted to opioids for a long time and, you know, actually up until recently... I stopped, and so now I've been sober almost two months now, and I feel so much better. I have my appetite back. I can function better. It's like they were just killing me. You Good. Know? Yeah. Yeah. That's an addiction, too. Yeah. I'm glad you're off of that. I'm glad you're off of your stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, will we remain friends? Of course we're going to remain friends. <laughs> How could we throw away 17 years? a long time I didn't even think about it until you started adding yeah so can we talk about anything can we bring up anything or if you want to well okay. there's something I want to bring up oh god okay <laughs> you told me a couple weeks ago you spoke it over with your significant other that you wanted to come down to visit and she gave you an ultimatum under the condition that we dissolve our domestic partnership, which we still have. We've never even dissolved that. So we're legally still married in the state of California. Yeah. And she wants you to dissolve it. And you've been with her now. Six years. Oh, six years. Yeah, six years. And I felt like, after discussing it with Veronica, I felt like, okay, it, this relationship, it's its not that I'm, I don't want to let go, but it's the, the fact that I put so much work into it and 
you know, it was, it was blood, sweat, and tears. And we were a big family for a while when we had all the dogs. You know, we ended up having to give some up for adoption. But we were, we were a pretty big family, and we, 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 we did it. We did it. We made it happen. We were in a little two-story apartment, but we made it happen. Do you remember that little apartment? Yeah. Where we got kicked out of because of the dogs? Yeah. Yeah. So not the best apartment in the world, but you know what? It served its purpose. And that was when I was having my mental breakdown, my psychosis. I remember that part of my life. Yeah, the boys talk about the time that you nosedived down the stairs when you saw the laser light on the window. Yeah, I was freaking out. Yeah. Matthew just brought that up recently. Like, remember when Jack Udo's dove down the stairs? <laughs> oh, I haven't done that here. That's good. I feel safe here. I feel like this home is built at like a fortress because the walls are so thick. And so it's just such a sturdy built house, you know? It hasn't collapsed. That's good. You know, That's we've really had earthquakes good. and it's still standing. Although the word is when this house was first built, it did collapse. The first floor fell on top of the second floor. What? Yeah, when they first built this house, so they had to re-engineer it and make sure it was a sturdy structure, which is why I think it has those big columns all around the house. You notice that? The columns? Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So yeah. it's got a beautiful design. This is a beautiful home. Yeah, it's really pretty. For the valley. Yeah, if you were to pick up this house and put it somewhere near the beach, it'd be easily over a million. Oh, you yeah. know? No so, doubt. But, but anyhow. Back to your original question, original statement about my, yes, I have a girlfriend, my girlfriend, saying, well, you can go see her if you... Get her to sign your domestic partnership dissolution papers. And I was like, whatever. You know. And it's hard because every time I think about doing it, it's like, I don't want to. It's like, uh, some of me does and some of me doesn't. If I do, then that means that connection is going to be gone. And like, what am I going to do? And then if I don't do it, it's not like I'm going to get married again because I really don't want to. You know. Unless something happens in the future and Jack and I end up having a wedding, but I don't know. The future has yet to be determined. I'm single. I've pretty much been single since we split up. I mean, I kind of messed around with Stephanie for a minute there, but uh, uh, I kind of saw a guy for a minute there. Um, but, you know, I was really turned off when I found out he was also a heroin addict. So I was like, okay, you know, this is not good. This is not the, the road I want to go down. So, yeah. Um, about the domestic partnership, I don't feel like signing the papers because, like Annie said, I feel like, like I said before, it's I've invested too much time and I can see if her and Kim were together 10 years, then yeah, you know what? No problem. Here you go. Paper signed. But as of right now, that's where I stand. And I hope you respect that. No, I do. I understand. But I hope she respects that. Yes. You know, so. So, yeah, yeah. And who knows what will happen in the future. 
Who knows? Who knows? We might all blow up tomorrow. You know, we never know. This world's crazy. I know. Iran might get a nuclear deal and end up building nukes and send them our way. You never know. <laughs> Terrible idea. Yeah. Terrible thought. So, so, um, do you have any questions for me? Do you, is there anything you want to talk about that I didn't mention? No, I don't. I don't think so. I think we covered quite a bit, a lot of good information. So for all you, all of you that are curious out there, that's that's where we're at. We're friends. We're gonna stay friends. Um, you know, unless things change in the future, we revisit the whole relationship idea. That that's that's like a big question mark. You know, we can't predict that. We can't. There's no telling what will happen in the future. But I know that I still love Annie. And <laughs> <laughs> I love Jackie, too. I mean, I'm always she she was my first. She was my first. So I'm going to always love her. Yeah. And it's 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 not like, oh, my God, I'm in love with you. Oh, come here, mi amor. Oh God, you know, it's, it's more like, I love you. Like I really genuinely love you because you've been such a big part of my life. And even though we get into arguments, we always find a, a common ground and we learn to back off from each other and just give each other that peace and then be able to come back with a, you know, a leveled head and be able to have a decent conversation. And we haven't had any problems in a long time. It's because I think we both matured. So when one of us makes the other one angry or upset, like you said, there's that there's that space. It's like okay, and then we think about it, and whoever was in the wrong was like, you know what, I was wrong. I shouldn't have did that. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. And then you're like, okay, well we're good now. Because Jackie needs apologies. Like if you don't apologize to her, she she'll hold on to that forever. Until she hears that, I'm sorry I hurt your feelings. I didn't mean to. And then she's like, okay. Snaps right out of it and everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> me, I'm a grudge holder. I mean, you can tell me sorry a million times, but if you really don't mean it, then it doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, that's I try not true. to be like that now. I've become more patient. Um, my oldest son, Matthew, he says that I'm, you know, matured a lot. I've changed a lot. My patience is really different. I'm very patient. I don't, you know, argue or fight. I don't like drama. So, yeah. Okay. Well, um, I think that pretty much wraps it up for today. I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Uh, Annie, it was a pleasure having you here. Yeah, thanks for having me. And if you have any questions about anything, just hit Jackie up. I'm sure she's got some kind of link or something in her. I don't know how this works, really. But shout out to all her siblings. Hello. <laughs> I love you guys. I miss all of you. I miss hanging out and having coffee and just talking. And I just want you guys to know, no hard feelings, anybody. I think the one that I miss the most is Isaac because me and your brother had a really good relationship in the past. And I... I miss him the most, so. Yeah, do you remember when he drove us out to that pistachio farm in his BMW? Yes. Wasn't that fun? It was really fun. and we. Met, I had a great time. Do you remember the name of the dog at the pistachio farm? Uh, Bo? 
They had a dog out there. I remember the dog. Do you remember the dog? And it had a tennis ball that it would play with. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the name of the dog. Was it Bo? I don't know, but we were having fun with that dog. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good day. Yeah. And then we... <laughs> and then one day Jackie was smoking a cigarette when we were living in Pine Mountain. And she flicked the cigarette on the side of the cabin. And it caught on fire. And her brother had to come on the stairs, right? And yeah. He, and her brother had to come. It was the wall. You know what I did? <laughs> we did. We ended up. One that of was our, ashes. One of our dreams. One of our dreams we accomplished was living up in the mountains. So we lived up in Pine Mountain. We had a beautiful little cabin there for a whole year, and I wasn't smoking a cigarette. What happened was, I took the ashes out of the chimney. That's right. Thinking they were all dead, and I put them in a box, a cardboard box. Little did I know they were still burning. They were still lit. And so that cardboard box that I put by the wall caught the wall on fire, and the cabin was literally smoking. The wood was on fire, and we had to turn it out with with the water hose, and I was scared to let the landlord know, but we finally let her know. She was pretty cool with us for the most part. Yeah, yeah. So, Carol, if you're out there listening... What's up? We miss you. We miss your house. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Carol. You've, you were a great landlord. Um, okay. So my brother ended up coming up and he did all the repairs. Bless his heart. You know, I was so grateful for that because I was scared that the landlord was going to see the damage and get really furious about it. But when I told her my brother was going to take care of the work and my brother had met her, I believe one time. So um, she was very appreciative and she was really cool with this. Yeah. Yeah. And he made it look like nothing had ever happened. Like Jackie didn't make no mistake with no ashes and no cardboard box. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's right. That's right. We've had some good times. A lot of good times actually. Yeah. I remember your parents came up there for your, for your 40th. Yes. 10 years ago. We had a good time. We celebrated it all up. In the, and there was still snow, I believe. Wasn't there? Some a little snow? bit. Yeah, because we have pictures with our jackets on holding the dogs. and Yeah. They're all bundled up. Oh, I miss the dogs. I do, too. They're in heaven now. Yeah. Yeah. But we each have a, we have a dog. I have Lucky. Well, Veronica and I have Lucky. And Annie has Tiki, a cute little chihuahua doggy. Yeah, she's a toy chihuahua. She's really small. Yeah. Yeah. Love animals. Love animals. Yeah, so um, that's pretty much going to wrap it up, you guys. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I want to mention again that uh, Museum Americana sponsors this podcast. So if you guys want to check out our videos, go to Museum Americana on YouTube and go to our Museum Diaries playlist. There you can see our updated videos. And, of course, you can become a patron on Patreon for as little as $3 a month. <laughs> become a patron at www.patreon.com forward slash Museum Americana. Thank you guys for, for uh, listening to the podcast. Annie, thank you for coming and being part of my podcast, Jack's Corner. My pleasure. Maybe I'll see you again in the future. Maybe we can do another podcast. Sounds great. Okay. Thank you, guys. We'll talk to you later. Bye for now. Bye.